0: Just touch the meat, all right? Or take a Ziploc bag, put your hand in it, handle your meat, and then throw the Ziploc bag away.
1: Yeah! Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. But we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbing. Uh, It looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. Wow. Wow. Uh, it's not going to yeah, end well. Yeah, this is not going to end very well. Am That's I why right? I'm voting
2: for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI.
1: Well, you know who's not voting for Eric Garcetti is Iowa Senator Joni Ernst, who is at the GOP convention here in the Southland. Welcome to Super Hyper Local Sunday for the 6th of May, 2018. Welcome, everybody. And if, if you have... Uh, if you've been marking off the dates on your calendar, then you probably have noticed something that it is the one year anniversary of Super Hyper Local Sunday. Yeah! Wow, so,
2: that was fast.
1: Yes, we have a huge show planned for you. Wait till you hear who's going to come in. Uh, producer Joey Murata is coming in, he's going to be right here in studio. Um, engineer Bordop uh, and showrunner Josh Saylor is going to be in. He's going to be in the, uh, there it is. Work position, where he's paid to be. And then we also have Michael Chappé, uh, news, news anchor and uh, news, news head, is, uh, is going to be in uh, for this. So this is going to be very special. Oh, yeah, it's going to be very huge. <laughs> uh, also, not appearing, not appearing, Bill Handel, John and Ken, Tim Conway Jr., Gary and Shannon, or our boss, Robin Bertolucci. But oh, probably because I didn't give him a heads up. You know who is calling in, though, at the end of the show? George Nori. Really? Uh, um, the uh, the host of coast the legendary host of coast to coast because of course first sunday of the month we always talk to him because <laughs> that's what he does coast to coast on sunday nights but the point is the point that i'm making though however is what an amazing coincidence it is that it's the one year anniversary and we have our guest george nury so, yeah! so there we there we go so there's there's that um well uh, okay there was a homicide in, uh, in 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 a shooting outside of a bar. We we have that. Here's the crazy part, and I make this point here on Super Hyper Local Sunday. Of course, every Sunday night here at 8 p.m., we close the books on the news and the violence here in the Southland. Though there's some on uh, there's some there's some uh, some irons in the fire as we speak. Ha 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 ha. There's a wildfire up in uh, the uh, Newhall uh, Santa Clarita region. Also, there's a bum fire under the 10. At Santa Fe, which apparently, I guess, is out or something. I don't know. We'll get an update on that. So there, there are literal fires in the fire uh, this weekend. But uh, as of 8 p.m. Sunday night, there was more gun violence in London, England this weekend than there was in Los Angeles, California. You heard me right. And, I, and here's the thing. I got to say, the reason I track this week by week, and certainly over the past year, Because I don't hear anybody else doing it. No one else is making the point of contrasting Los Angeles 2018 with Los Angeles uh, 2008 or Los Angeles 1998 or Los Angeles 1988. I mean, there's no comparison. So we're now at a point on May 6, 2018, where there was more gun violence in London, England, where guns are not legal. Than there was uh in the Southland between Friday and now. So uh there's uh there's that. Uh, tragedy striking a Sherman Oaks neighborhood on uh Saturday. And and this one is uh is really hard to figure out uh to be honest uh, with you. But uh what what we know is that there is a child, there's an infant uh the uh the infant is dead at the hands of a dog we don't know which dog the family had three dogs LA county uh, animal control has taken all three dogs um, into custody this is this is what we know this is from our uh, our friends at channel 4 uh, nbc
3: we're in the neighborhood where this deadly attack happened police still don't know which of the three dogs that were inside of the home was responsible for this attack. So DNA samples will be taken from each one. Animal control has the dogs for now. The deadly attack took place inside of this home in Sherman Oaks on Benefit Street. Police say the mauling happened Saturday afternoon around 3.30. Investigators don't know what may have set one or more of the animals at the home off. But the baby, nearly four months old, died at the hospital.
0: I just think it.
1: This, by the way, this is a neighbor that they only identify as D with the, and they left the P off her name apparently with her insights here.
0: You
2: know, children can be put together, but they need to be under a watchful eye of an adult, like. No kidding. All the time. Yeah. You know, and I
0: don't care if it's family dog, I don't care if it's, you know, it's friendly, has no history of being violent, but animals are animals.
1: And you know what is crazy is the knee jerk, the first reaction would be to assume it's a pit bull or whatever. It's funny because um, though pit bulls are responsible for fatalities uh, in adults as well as children, it's cocker spaniels and other smaller dogs that that are responsible for more attacks on infants. Uh, in, in in this case, but, but those are those are generally you know bites and uh, and, and maulings where the child survives. In this case, the child died uh, at, at the hospital. Uh, and so you assume it has to be a, a bigger dog, but you you assume it would be, but you'd be wrong. Uh, CDC, which tracks this kind of thing, Centers for Disease Control, says that smaller domestic dogs uh, are responsible for attacks more than larger dogs, but fatalities are are um, are spread fairly evenly. But there is a spike with pit bulls, and and so we don't know. And I should say we don't know what the dogs were. They they took all three in into custody. Uh, and they can actually yield DNA from one of the three dogs. That's why, remember...
2: My money's on the Rottweiler.
1: Remember 2015 when that woman out in Little Rock oh. was mauled to death by by four of eight pit bulls? Uh, what, you know what they did is they actually swabbed. She had like 200 puncture wounds on her. They swabbed all the puncture wounds and they matched it up with the dogs. And that's how they knew that four of the eight did it. They can actually match the DNA. Uh, and I had not heard that. I hadn't. I hadn't heard a, a breakdown by breed. You're saying one of the dogs pose- uh, owned by them was a Rottweiler.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to find that now. That the somebody has uh, come out with the uh, three different breeds, three dogs of different breeds. And
1: that that's normally a, a, a fairly serene breed. It depends on how you tra- uh, how you train it. They weren't bred to fight. Rottweilers. They were, yeah, they were bred to guard. You know, And that's the thing that sets me off about pit bulls is that it's, I get it. I, you have the world's sweetest pit bull. I, I get it. But but here's the thing. It's no fault of that dogs, but it it, it is, after 20 generations, it was not rewarded for not uh, reacting violently. It's no fault of the dogs, but I don't like the mix. Um, and, and and I guess, you know what, this might be an opportune time here on Super Hyperlocal Sunday since we're all sitting around. Here on the Tri-County's News Leader, KFI AM640, forty, will do crop reports next hour. uh, And boy, you will not believe what winter wheat's coming in at. But I should say that uh, two weeks ago, we uh, adopted a dog from a rescue place that was advertised as a border collie. She was a great puppy, terrific dog. But at the one-week point, it was crystal clear to us, and we're border collie people, that this was not a border collie. This dog had pit bull in it. And she was not uh, uh, responding to the normal training, Uh, the the don't bite training, the don't react training that is that normally if you really have a Border Collie, the dog will respond to that. So we called the rescue organization and said, we don't see this getting any better. This dog's not integrating with our older dogs. Um, We're having to physically restrain her uh, from the chickens and things like this. this is not a Border Collie. So with all due respect, keep the money. But we want uh, the dog. Uh, we want you to place the dog with another home that doesn't have uh, smaller pets and doesn't have perhaps other dogs It needs a lot of one-on-one time. So we we ate the 170 bucks. We said just just make sure the dog goes to the correct home. That's pretty expensive. So we we took the the dog back, and you know why? You know why Odin told me to take that dog back? Because on my way home, or the day after we took the dog back, I went to the Palmdale animal shelter, which I had not been to in four weeks, and there was a Border Collie, Aussie Shepherd, one-year-old, brilliant dog, genius of a dog, um, uh, really gentle, really affectionate, bright eyes, great-looking dog, but nobody was adopting him because he only has three feet. So his right rear foot ends at the paw. He has a leg, but there's no paw there. And no one wants a three-footed hurting dog and so i bonded with this dog immediately and we brought him home and right off the bat this dog belonged at our house he loves the chickens he loves the nine-year-old daughter he loves the attention from a nine-year-old girl he loves their older dogs and he almost is like a dog we used to have so we now have wyatt so we we this puppy was not working out and so and 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 this dog you teach him something once and he learns it uh, and so that's so i'm i am hypersensitive to infants and and dogs and my wife and i've talked about this we should have written a book back in uh, whatever it was 2009 uh because we brought our daughter into a house with six dogs and wow. we trained them we but luckily there were six you know border collies there were six uh, there were six herding dogs were they in indoor dogs too yeah oh. indoor and and they uh, we we trained them and they immediately began they they were guarding her like she was a sheep or something and i i really and but the, here's the one thing we never did we never ever 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 when she was an infant we didn't leave her alone with the dogs ever 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 because dogs have some dogs have a prey drive border collies have it stifled so that they don't bite the sheep or the cows or whatever but uh but i i really 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 wish we had written it because when you leave the hospital there's all those pamphlets about what to feed your infant and how to strap it into the chair and the whole thing they don't teach you how to integrate the baby into a house with pets whether it's a macaw a freaking hamster a python <laughs> remember that girl was killed by a python in alabama a couple of years ago they don't, they don't ever talk to you about how to integrate infants with dogs. And there's, there is a, there's something to it. There's an art. There's a way to do it.
2: Yeah, when the dog's first and then uh, the baby comes. Yeah,
1: yeah this, no, this killed us when we heard this yesterday the, about, about a, a, fam, a beloved family pet killing a brand, an infant, three-month-old infant.
2: According to AP, it's a Rottweiler, a Labrador, and a Terrier
1: oh, man. that was in that home in Sherman And House. you know what? All three of those are capable of, of doing it. <clears throat> you know, one's more, we'd think one's more likely. Would you think that more than one did it? Could have been all three. Yeah, because uh, I mean that's when you have three dogs, they're a family, you know. But we'll we'll see. It's just tragic, but there's a way to do it. And and I you know I'm not gonna sit here with a family in abject grief tonight and, and lecture them. But it's just uh, it just strikes me as something that's amazingly avoidable. All right, we'll be back. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chabay with the news. local Sunday, Brian sits in here until 10 p.m. Next hour, we'll check in with El Sports Bowl Caliente, uh, Kevin Figures about uh, the NBA, and the Doyers. The Doyers going to Monterrey, Mexico, to play the hapless, question mark, San Diego Padres, who were supposed to be on the floor of the NL West. But uh, we'll see how that wound up. Um, So there is a Orange County deputy who... uh, Pulled his uh, off-duty deputy who pulled his off-duty weapon on a, a man buying Mentos back in March, and uh, you're going to hear about that coming up this week because the video came out. So we'll uh, we'll get to that uh, um, uh, coming up. But right here in little old Burbank, um, the home of your Tri County News Leader KFI, uh, we we had a kerfuffle uh, here on on Saturday. Here's and here's my advice: here, here, if if you're a miscreant or a scofflaw. Um, uh, or uh, uh, any sort of lickspittle here in, uh, or a gangsta in in the Southland. In general, avoid Burbank for your douchebaggery. If you want to do douchebaggery, Pasadena um, is practically an open city. Glendale, I I believe, uh, that's why they have ramps on the sidewalks, is for your douchebaggery, so you can actually more efficiently wheel your stolen big screens around Glendale. That's my understanding, anyway. But here in Burbank, we don't, we don't truck with criminality. Our tax dollars actually go to effective law enforcement. And uh, that was um, learned to the chagrin of a Burbank resident yesterday. A Burbank man suffered a terrifying ordeal, which is a Friday afternoon, <clears throat> when he found himself surrounded by officers with guns drawn outside his own apartment as a result of a wacky misunderstanding. Um, the uh, the man Ben Tang told CBS Channel Two uh, yesterday that he called a locksmith after getting locked out of his apartment in the 600 block of North Maple Street around 4 p.m. and 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 have we all lived? We've all lived in apartments at some point, right? Have you ever been locked out to the point where you have to call a locksmith? Don't you call the landlord?
2: Landlord, yeah. The manager, if they're around, you know, maybe they're in another city. I guess a lot of people don't. Live where they own, but
1: that's why you—that's <clears throat> why you take a spare key. Right.
2: Well, that's planning ahead,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you hide it in a super secret spot, the fern right next to the front door, you know, or whatever, or you keyster it, or you know, whatever. I, I don't get that. How? Who called? Because you know what a locksmith is—to leave his place and arrive wherever you are, whether it's a car lockout or whatever—that's like a hundred bucks just to show up. So, so a locksmith. But anyway, the guy called a locksmith because he was locked out of his apartment. Um, And guess what? Neighbors saw two guys jimmying a door. So guess what they did in Burbank? Because we're good people in Burbank. We called the 911. And the, the popo showed up. And Ben Tang said, quote, they said, put your hands up, put your hands up. All of a sudden I see, I don't know, like 10 to 15 cops surrounding my whole house. Close quote. As Tang and the locksmith were working to get into his unit, uh, several Burbank police cruisers arrived on scene and multiple officers approached the two men with guns drawn. The incident, caught on cell phone video by a bystander, uh, shows Mr. Tang, the hapless Mr. Tang, and the locksmith, and this is this can't be the first time this has happened to the locksmith, by the way, with their hands up while well, at least six officers, which is less than 10 to 15, by the way, uh, with handguns and rifles surround them. Burbank PD confirmed to CBS2 that they had responded. Tang said he felt like a criminal in his own neighborhood. He said, quote, I walked out and I looked to my left and I saw a high-powered rifle pointing at me. And I'm like, what's going on? Close quote. And then he kept talking. They told me to walk back slowly and that's when I got handcuffed. I was trying to explain my situation. But they wouldn't let me talk. Uh, while he admits to being very embarrassed by what happens, he says he's not angry at the person who called police. I appreciate my neighbors for watching out. But, yeah, it could have been handled a different way, to be honest. They always say that. A-holes always say that. Uh, We would like to thank a concerned citizen who reported a burglary in progress at Burbank PD uh, on their Twitter feed on Friday night after seeing what they believed to be two men entering a home, utilizing a tool. They can also use a tool. They called police. I mean, here's how it works. Burbank PD gets burglary in progress, Right. Um, they respond to burglary in progress. You, uh, you know who who have guns around the Southland uh, for burglaries lately uh, are burglars. And so when they get burglary in progress, they assume the absolute worst. Because why wouldn't you? I hate this when people do stupid crap like this. Um, and or and also, you know what? It's not illegal to be locked out of your apartment, but to 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 simply assume <clears throat> that the police should just stroll up and go, "Hey, gents, what are you two chaps doing?" Are you having difficulty with that door? Well, here, step aside. Let me shoot it open. What do you think was going to happen? They see people breaking into an apartment. So your neighbors did the right thing. And like I say, Burbank doesn't F around. Chief LaChasse, he doesn't F around, man. Not not, not with anybody. They have their own shooting range at Burbank PD. They don't have to go up to the hills. They have their own, They have a shooting range. They have a jail at Burbank PD. They Not like L.A. County where they have detention cells. They have an actual jail at Burbank PD. They will mess you up. So that's why we pay the taxes here in Burbank. Uh, all right. Uh, when we come back, some car accidents, and the uh, the suspected the person of interest uh, that was held for the uh, the woman killed at the Rolling Hills Mall uh, is he still in custody? Do they have anything? Can they charge him with murder? Another another uh, suspected homeless guy stabbing a citizen. We come back. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. KFI AM 6:40. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappelle with the news. more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyperlocal Sunday. Brian suits in here on the one-year anniversary. This, and I, this is the first bumper I ever played one year ago, one year ago last night. This is not on the official KFI bumper list. I'm actually pulling that fun fact right out of my ass. I just know that I like that bumper. I have no clue what the first bumper I ever played was. I just say, it, it should have been that. It might have been. Yeah. I, if I had my druthers, I'd make a time machine, go back, uh, win the lottery, and then uh, use that as a bumper. Uh, so there is that. Well, so um, a uh, couple things. Remember last night you all got your that Amber Alert? Well, the girls were found safe. And if you don't know how to, in Android, if you don't know how to go down to the very bottom of settings and silence your Amber Alerts, <laughs> Uh, I know in, 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 on iPhones, <clears throat> you go to settings, scroll all the way to the bottom, and it'll say special alerts. Open that, and it'll say Amber Alerts, so you can deactivate them. But of course, it makes you a horrible person, but you'll be far less annoying in line at grocery stores when that thing goes off. Also, same in Android. You can search in your settings in Android, and you can disable Amber Alerts, so there's uh, wouldn't that be a distraction if you're driving too? But you know, it's it kind of necessary. Yes, you know, if we y- you want to catch the only alert that you cannot disable on your cell phone, and this is, uh, uh, it's Microsoft, Android, and iOS. The only alert you cannot disable is a presidential alert. So Trump, at any point, can literally can take your cell phone and turn it into his personal speaker. No one's told him this, Uh clearly. clearly.
2: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But there's a
1: thing. It's called the presidential alert, and you can't disable it. It's the only one you can't disable. Well, anyway, last night's Amber Alert, I read that on the way in, black Dodge Challenger, two girls, um, and I immediately, because I know a little too much about the Amber Alert system, I wondered, oh, man, is this another one of these things where it's a custody thing? Because the federal guidelines specifically say That states are not to invoke amber alerts if it is a custody thing. I wonder what was last night's amber alert? Well,
3: with breaking news and the safe end to an amber alert, perhaps you got an alert on your cell phone. The CHP was looking for two young sisters believed to be with their father in a Dodge Challenger. The amber alert canceled tonight when the father heard about it and called police. He says he and the children were at a relative's home in Mar Vista.
1: sadtrombone.com.
3: ...girls ages 5 and 7 are safe. It's unclear if their father will face any charges.
1: He might, he might not, but that's what's going on, and uh, here, here's how this works. If you all recall, a little girl named Amber Hagerman was uh, was, was kidnapped. Um, her the, the car was eyewitnessed and all this, uh, and had there been a way to alert people, uh, witnesses saw the car, so the Amber Alert Act was, was passed by Congress as a national thing. But more than 50% of Amber Alerts are, are custody issues, and the federal guidelines specifically say that Amber Alerts shouldn't be used or are not to be used for custody disputes. Um, they're supposed to concentrate on stranger danger, stranger abduction. And the reason being, if you're a parent, this should terrify the living feces out of you. Um, if you're a parent, you should know that 75% of kids kidnapped by a in a non-custody situation, in an actual stranger picking up kids, 75% of those kids are dead within three hours. Within three hours, they are dead. Okay, That's why the Amber Alerts exist, is so that you don't get desensitized to them when a dad takes his two daughters out to another relative's house and, and goes past the allotted time. So, you really got to watch this. And this is on the state of California. It's if you are like me and you're kind of getting, uh, you're kind of over the Amber Alerts because more often than not, they turn out to be custody disputes uh, that are settled fairly quickly. And, they're, and the, the children are the hands of someone who, who actually doesn't mean them harm overwhelmingly, don't mean them harm. Yes, sometimes they do, but overwhelmingly they don't. Then you're getting desensitized to the point of the Amber Alert, which is stranger. Kidnaps kid, kills kid within three hours. That's the point of the Amber Alert. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it, freaking pisses me off as the father of a nine-year-old, uh, because we we have drilled our daughter. As my, my our daughter loves forensic files, and you know what? I I don't mind, I don't mind a bit, because life holds no more mystery for her. Prostitutes get killed. Men are dirt bags. Don't take a ride from a stranger. <laughs> Um, If you do, kick him in the ball sack um, and then stomp on his head with both feet. Don't punch him in the nose. Don't knife hand him to the throat. When you punch him in the ball sack, stomp on his head with all of your 80 pounds until his head cracks like a melon. And then go find someone and call 911. That's that's what we've trained our daughter to do because 75% of kidnapped kids are dead within three hours. That's the point of the Amber Alert. And that pissed me off yesterday. So to find out that what it was was a, a, a dad uh, getting daughter time, getting kid time, and going overtime, time. And, and meanwhile, the Amber Alerts all around. You know, it's up in Redding. It's up in Weed. It's in, you know, frickin' Humboldt County. And he turned himself in. And the guy called and said, yeah, I'm driving That's down the 605, yeah. and I see my license plate up there. Because you know what would have happened? He would have been a full-on felony stop. His two daughters would have been scared crapless uh, that dad's a bank robber, or whatever. The guy called up and said, "Yeah, I saw my Dodge Challenger on the freeway screen. I'm at a relative's house in Mar Vista." Um, and so, and obviously, he needs to communicate with the mother of the kids a little better, perhaps. But he may have uh, 72 hours to think about it in jail. I don't know, but yeah, they but, said
2: they arrested him, didn't they?
1: Yeah, and they because they have to, oh. they have to. Hmm. And this is where I would just. Tell the reporting agencies when you know it's a custody dispute. Does it really require an Amber Alert? Because you know what that's doing. You're a boy. You're crying wolf. People like me driving into work. I look up, and I get it. Buzz driving is still driving. Okay, it didn't say that. It said Amber Alert, Black Dodge Challenger, then the license plate,
2: purple stripes. You know,
1: yeah. and this is by the way on on Cinco de Mayo when there's checkpoints all over the place. So right. last night was a absolute uh, Exhibit A of of why you don't amber alert the crap out of absolutely everything so there's that when we come back the most dangerous intersection in the state of california is also the most dangerous intersection in the united states of america and it's right up the road hmm. <clears throat> where is it the answer may surprise you right after this on the super hyper sunday brian suits in here until 10 p.m kfi am 640 more stimulating talk michael chappé with the news I am some forty bars stimulating talk, and you gotta take it seriously when 19 year olds sing mama. Line, girl, Super Rapper no, local Sunday, night. Brian suits in here until ten p.m. with all the local dirt, everything you need to know, so that you win your Monday. Uh, sports-wise, news-wise, etc. Um, um, some fatal car crashes around the Southland. will segue right into the deadliest intersection in all of the SoCal. Oh, this is a weird one. <clears throat> a woman, a Beverly Hills woman in a ninety seven Honda, is in South LA, northbound on Harvard Boulevard, and this was Saturday night, ten thirty PM. Um, she was supposedly making a left turn at a stop sign. And that evidently she she rolled through the stop sign. She did not have right of way. She was T boned by a twenty sixteen Mercedes. She was killed. She was pronounced dead at the scene. Um, a man and a woman in the Mercedes, the 2016 Mercedes, appeared dazed but not seriously injured because they're in a Mercedes. They beat feet. They, 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 they GTFO'd. They left the scene in the accident, even though they were not in the wrong. The 97 Honda uh, it was the one uh, without right-of-way. Uh, the people in the Mercedes, uh, T-boned them. They haul ass. They didn't just haul ass, but they hopped into a newer model white BMW that had been following behind their Mercedes and fled the scene. Witnesses say neither the Mercedes nor the BMW had license plates. Oh. <laughs> Do I need to fill in
2: the blanks? Are they go into the chop shop?
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know what it was. I be- How much you want to bet? <clears throat> they just did a two for one deal at a used car dealership uh, right before they closed. Yeah. I- it- <laughs> this is a uh, this scenario can't happen i you know i forgot their dealer yeah, plates um and so anyway they're on the used car lot how much uh, wh- what does it take for me to get you in that 2016 mercedes the guy probably said 3000 bucks he goes okay for 3000 you can have the 2016 mercedes and you know what i'll throw in that late model beamer so anyway they buy the beamer and the mercedes and um they don't have time for all that dealer prep all that, the true coat, that undercoat, you know, that supposedly they did with the factory, none of that crap, all that paperwork. They just leave the lot, and they forget their license plates. Oh, they forget their temps. Um, you know, they're they're just, uh, all they're doing is they're they're just, you know, ripping back to Glendale. And so, Glendale! With their uh, new new vehicles, and uh, then there's an accident. And so, that's what happened. So, so anyway. So, they
2: were in the right of the way. Right away. They
1: had right away. Yeah. And so, in other words, why else would you flee the scene? You're correct. And you you just hit someone so hard. uh, But it wasn't your fault. But you leave. uh, And, oh, by the way, your Mercedes and the Beamer that uh, you got in uh, didn't have license plates. The investigation is ongoing. And, of course, we all know this punchline. Neighbors say they've seen other fatal accidents on that road before. A stoplight is needed to slow drivers down. Um, no one saw nothing. Anyone with more information is urged to call the California Highway Patrol's West Los Angeles office at 310-number-number-number-number-number-number-number. Number, 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 number.
4: Glendale!
1: Yeah, so don't get trampled in the rush, anyone. Um, well, where do Southern California's many deadly vehicle crashes occur? Uh, let me, let me. Uh, spoiler alert, here's a quick answer. Uh, Reseda Boulevard. Uh, one person mm. was in critical condition. Further, suffered non-life-threatening injuries Saturday. Uh, traffic collision in Reseda. This was um, on Reseda Boulevard and Margaret, which is far away from—not uh, that far away, but but far enough away from America's deadliest intersection, which is right there, uh, right here. I should say in uh, in the 818.
0: And Suzanne, I am at the intersection that is rated the most dangerous in the entire state. You probably heard this before, Devonshire and Reseda. This And who says Devonshire? Right. It's like
2: Wilshire.
0: Is he is he new here and he's not. This is an old school
1: KTLA dude. I mean it's, uh, a KCBS Channel 2 guy. He we, he knows he's
0: not Devonshire. I'm here at the uh, I'm here at Mulholland and Sepulveda. You probably heard this before, Devonshire and Reseda. This is the one you want to avoid. Just driving <laughs> or just riding in Los Angeles County, that deadly danger is a reality. You see this red blob. I bet he calls it Worcestershire sauce. It's Worcester sauce. Bob, that's LA County. Each dot represents a fatal accident.
3: I do get worried, especially having the kids in the car.
0: Yeah. A rash. So, of-
1: so, guess what? There's a lot of red dots in Los Angeles because we hit each other all the time, and <laughs> evidently we run too. <laughs> U.S. that year. And sadly, California can claim... Oh, yeah, so listen to this data. This, is, this, is, this was interesting to me. Now, keep in mind, the United States of America, 330 million people. State of California, 40 million. So in other words, we're more than 10% of the population. More than
0: 10%. This is really dangerous. Oh,
1: I just screwed my own deal up there.
0: Yeah, so anyway, we're more than 10% of the population. Most recent year, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration has the numbers for more than 36,000 deadly accidents in the US that year. And sadly, California can claim more than 10%. It's really dangerous. Just going by the numbers, Southern California is more dangerous than the rest of the state. Take a look at this, one through five, all Southern California counties. L.A. County has the most people. And each year from 2012 through 2016, had about three times as many fatal accidents as the second place county. Drive is just wild. They're uh... This seems to be like the Wild West out there. You
1: just go back to Australia.
0: ...drivers... Maybe you're driving on the wrong side of the road there, kangaroo boy. ...are to blame. That's what everyone we spoke with said. Speed does kill on our freeways and on our city streets.
3: Especially on the street here, yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Speed limit's 40 miles an hour. Are they going faster?
3: Yes, they are, for sure.
0: This area, notorious in Northridge. The NHTSA says this intersection, Devonshire and Reseda, is the most dangerous in all of California.
1: See, he just did it again, Devonshire. Right, right. Okay, this blows me away. I'm at Devonshire and Reseda all the time. Generally, if it's a non-work uh a non-work uh, a errand that I'm running, I'm, I'm i go to REI. REI is right there, the Northridge REI is at Devonshire and Reseda. And then across the street from uh, from Devonshire is an Asian market. Where I get frozen shrimp for our chickens. I get delicious Asahi beer. What are you trying to say? Well, they speak Asian. Uh, And it's a great market. I forget the name of it. How far down from the 118? It's like number one super happy market or something like that. I forget what it's called. Uh, It's, uh, what is it? You you rip down. It's not that far. Devonshire. It's only about like a mile south of the 118 exit, right there in Northridge. And I go through there all the time. And I there's I got to tell you there's nothing mysterious about this particular intersection. It's like a typical valley intersection. Yeah, you take the Reseda exit off of 118, go south uh, about about a mile, and then uh, not even that, half a mile, and that's how you get there's an the REI is there, that Asian market is there, and so I'm there all the time. I didn't know that I was visiting the deadliest intersection in in California. Have you seen a lot of wrecks there? Never saw one. Never, ever, ever, ever. It's multi-lanes
2: both ways, right?
1: Yeah, it's a typical, it's it's four north, four south, four east, four west. There's turn lanes. There's also turn arrows. It is not under-lighted. It's got turn arrows. So I don't get it. I do not get it. I have a theory about why there's a lot of uh, accidents at that intersection, but if I said it out loud, uh, I would be boycotted off the radio. Like I say, there's a market that I go to there (laughs) because I enjoy many of their delicious products. Uh, we'll be back right after this. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until 10 p.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk.
0: you know how hard that is to tell somebody you're too old to insert thing here?
1: Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. But we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed in uh, It looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun.
0: Uh... Yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well.
2: That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super hyper local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI.
1: KFI AM six forty more stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. Brian Suits in here on the one year anniversary, and we will we will talk with George Nurry here at the end of the hour, and he'll congratulate. That's actually a pre arranged thing. at The first Sunday of the month, we always talk to him, but. I will surprise him, however, with the knowledge that this is the one-year anniversary of Super Local Sunday. And I'm sure, as, as always, he will be. Because he is the nicest guy in radio. Isn't he? <clears throat> he actually yeah. is. Such a good guy. So I'm sure he'll say something nice. And if he doesn't, man, we are going to flame him. So, so there is <laughs> there is that. Um, Nancy Pelosi has her eyes on Congressman Tony Cardenas. He is admitted to being the target. Uh, of a lawsuit, the Panorama City Democrat is accused of drugging and fondling a teenage girl uh, with phlegm. I'm sorry, that was me. At a 2007 golf tournament, the congressman denies the allegations and is asking for his colleagues to withhold judgment. At a time like this, I am just asking for all the facts to come in. Uh, isn't, that, isn't there a scene in Animal House like that? Uh, so on Saturday, because you have to do this at this point, uh, you know, because of hashtag MeToo... And uh, and you have to take women at their word, the whole thing, that any pretense of objectivity is out the window. Any call for withholding judgment is at this point laughed at. And so House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi is calling for a prompt investigation by the Ethics Committee into these allegations. Uh, Pelosi on Saturday said that Cardenas told her he will cooperate with an ethics investigation. That's darn nice nice of him. A lawsuit was filed last week on behalf of an unnamed woman. We heard that here, that... Um, a, uh, a lawsuit was dropped off uh, at his office here in L.A., but it was like Jane Doe versus John Doe, um, uh, plaintiff versus defendant. The suit claims that Cardenas gave her, in 2007, a peculiar tasting cup of water while she uh, 16 at the time, uh, uh, and they were playing golf. She says she collapsed, and he fondled her while driving her to the hospital. The lawsuit was filed in LA County Superior Court by civil rights attorney. And I'm not doing air fingers. By civil rights attorney Lisa Bloom. Oh. Yeah! Uh, on behalf of a client identified as Jane Doe, uh, 16 at the time, uh, now 27. Uh, her uh, lawyer, Patricia Glazer, said in a statement that Cardenas is sickened and distraught by these horrific allegations, which are 100% categorically untrue. Uh, quote,
2: close quote. So you sound unconvinced.
1: Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> um, I'm sure the congressman is as uh, pure as a driven snow and the whole thing. But in, in this day and age, and for a lot of, uh, I'm just, I'm not labeling him. I'm just saying for dirtbag men out there, you may have forgotten the past, but the past hasn't forgotten you, if you know what I'm yeah! saying. And there is a statute of limitations. And so. The way this works in 2018 is if this uh, woman, who was 16 at the time, uh, I'm not sure what physical evidence would exist, would still exist, but there would be record, there'd be a paper trail at the hospital, the whole thing. Uh, and, and and the way this works now is if if she says she has a, a, a conscious memory of passing out but knowing that, that he fondled her, uh, uh, as your lawyer, I would tell you, don't put that in front of a jury. You just don't want to put that in front of a jury.
2: That's a civil suit, though, right? This is not criminal.
1: It is civil, um, and 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 therefore, you know, if it was criminal, you have to be the prosecutor has to be twelve and zero. For civil in California, you don't have to be twelve and zero. You need a majority, and and so this is where Cardenas, uh, and I'm not going to shed a tear for the guy. I don't like him. Uh, it's not going to break my heart if he has to resign from Congress. But I'm just saying. That if, if he's in lose-lose territory, if if he denies it, the more you deny it, the more vehemently deny it. These days, it almost makes it worse. If you if you fight it, now you're the guy fighting. You're not fighting her at 27. You're fighting her at 16, uh, and we've seen this cascade of these things happening now. Wait, she's 27 now. Now. this oh, is okay. this happened in 2007. Uh, and, and so if, if she was taken to the hospital, like I say, there'll be a paper trail, but the, the paper trail will show that she was brought to the hospital and, and did Cardenas sign her in? We don't know. Uh, but, uh, so anyway, that, that's how that works. If you, if he thought he was going to get a, he was going to find a friend in Nancy Pelosi, uh, the, uh, the, the house democratic leader, you know, who was going to say, I'm sure you're innocent. <laughs> just, just, uh, you know, Stand, uh, stand firm, Tony. Now that that ain't happening. Sorry,
2: it's pretty tough though to 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 go back, like you say, and there might be some uh, hospital records and whatnot. But you know what else are you gonna bring? That it's gonna be he said, she said.
1: Yeah, you know her story is there. I was golfing with him. Uh, he gave me something. I passed out. I'm maybe on the some to other our... witnesses, perhaps. I, I I would assume so. So, uh, I I would have reached out to uh, attorney Lisa Bloom. Uh, but uh, the problem is, um, uh, I didn't, and I frankly don't care. What I just don't want to give her. I've given her plenty of airtime, so I know what she, I know. I know the playbook. I know the playbook. because I know her mom's playbook. So I, there's that. Um, so the mall, the Rolling Hills Mall. We of course uh, two weeks ago, we have a man who uh, died on Friday night who was slashed. His throat slashed, not stabbed slashed by a vagrant in ventura john and ken of course did their live show on thursday up there the ventura city council uh is morphing this into homeless reach uh you know uh, outreach and all this crap well meanwhile um a very similar thing happened in rolling hills a 66 year old woman killed in the seat of her car surveillance video getting a guy uh late 50s early 60s a local vagrant who'd been there for about a month Tall, lanky, old white guy with one tooth. One, one <laughs> tooth. In his lower jaw, he has one tooth jutting upwards. I mean, almost cartoon-like. Um, and he, he was captured on surveillance video in the parking garage wearing a red Atlanta Falcons hat and a leather jacket. So he was wearing the same stuff. They rolled him up as a person of interest, but there might be a problem.
3: Well, this quiet South Bay community, Micah, on Edge tonight, as we learn more about what appears to be a random murder.
2: No, I'm fine.
3: This man, a known transient in the South Bay, was taken into custody Friday morning in connection with a murder of 66-year-old Susan Leeds. Investigators say the Rancho Palos Verdes resident was found stabbed to death in the front seat of her Mercedes SUV inside the parking garage of this shopping center, the promenade on the peninsula and Rolling Hills Estates. It's very disturbing. It's shocking. The suspect was captured on security video and wanted as a person of interest. Detectives found him this morning in a strip mall on Pacific Coast Highway in Harbor <coughs> City wearing the same jacket. and. This
1: was Friday morning. So they find him Friday morning wearing the same outfit. As, as he uh, was wearing in, in the uh, surveillance video.
3: He sat mumbling to himself as officer searched his belongings and was arrested.
1: And let me replay that because the guy, they're rolling video on the guy and, and anyone can tell a mile away, this is not a rational person. He's sitting there ranting to himself.
3: He sat mumbling to himself as officer searched his belongings and was arrested on an unrelated charge. Employees who did not want to go on camera say the man has been coming around every day for the last month. He's like a psycho. He talks nonsense. We don't know what he's talking about. He's just coming mumbling and then walk out. And then the next thing he come again and then he just...
1: I don't want to be that guy, but I'll just say that what this witness is saying is uh, he's a psycho. He talks nonsense and we don't know what he's talking about. The man about.
3: has been coming around every day for the last month. He's like psycho. He talks nothing. We don't know what he talk about. He just come in mumbling and then walk out. And then the next thing he come again and then he just coming in and yell at us and then he just walk back. Another employee says the man stole donuts and her tip jar, and she wasn't surprised to see him getting arrested. I'm scared of him. Lead stepson says, "Who?" She said,
1: "I'm scared of him." That's uh, that's that's what she said. So he's he's a donut thief and a and a tip jar stealer. Her
3: tip jar, and she wasn't surprised to see him getting arrested. I'm scared of him. I'm
1: scared of him too. And so the deal is, they arrested him on an unrelated charge because they have to build a case, right? Because they don't have this guy good. They don't have him dead to rights for the the slashing murder of the 66-year-old woman.
3: Leeds' stepson says whoever did this is obviously deranged.
1: It's a tragedy to the family and it's a tragedy to the community. There's not a sweeter This is her stepson. A nicer caring person <laughs> in the world.
3: Detectives say that man is still in custody on the unrelated charge, and they did question him about Susan Leeds' murder. But right now, they don't have enough evidence to charge him for that. So that-
1: mm, Yeah, and so that's why they're holding him. Well, because... He's in the same clothes, right? Yeah, unrelated charge, but but uh, those are the same clothes from surveillance video of the day. But of. it's not. Yeah, that the surveillance video only puts him it at the mall, uh, and and so they need to find more forensic evidence, and I'm, I'm sure they will. But here's here's another guy. Um, and this is, like I say, a grungy old white guy who clearly should not be on the streets, who's being enabled by the Eric Garcettis of this world, who think that homelessness, uh, that this guy was like an a investment banker last week and he'd had one bad week or something. Now th- This guy's cray-cray. Um, and, and now he's – now if he did it but, or like the guy in Ventura – uh, you have these guys walking around as, as canaries in the coal mine of what's going on with their mental health system, and then they kill somebody, a man with his daughter on his lap, a 66-year-old woman uh, there in, in Rolling Hills. So anyway, this guy's in custody, just like the guy from Ventura's custody. So there, there is that. Yet we still f- keep throwing money at the so-called homeless problem. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. A Nightmare at LAX is coming, uh, and uh, more Super Hyper Local Sunday, including uh, sports ball uh, El Caliente Sports Ball. Kevin Figures will join us, talking about the NBA and the Doyers and more. It is uh, KFI M six forty more stimulating talk. Michael Chape with the news. 40 more stimulating talk. It is super hyper-local. Sunday bride suits in here until 10 p.m. With all of your local stuff, uh, bar shooting in Cootie, the uh, little-known little uh, minor incorporated or, I'm sorry, unincorporated town here in Nolan County, 53-year-old man dead. After a shooting last night outside of a bar, uh, that is our, our sole homicide, uh, at least gun homicide this weekend, so... Uh, that is why I'm telling you that the city of London had more shootings, believe it or not, than uh, Los Angeles did uh, this uh, this weekend. And that's there's and that's with a couple handicaps. One of them is that we have ample guns available, and secondly, it was Cinco de Mayo yesterday, so which really is a white people holiday anyway, which we sort of made it up. But um, Senator Joni Ernst from Iowa was in town for the GOP convention. Speaking of the GOP convention, and she poked. Uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti of Los Angeles, who is a Angelino here in the City of Angels, and he's the first to tell you that all the time. He's been comparing uh, with a straight face. He's been comparing Los Angeles to Iowa. And this happens, of course, only when he's in Iowa, when he travels to Iowa for absolutely no reason whatsoever, because why would he go to Iowa four times in one month? Because, I mean, because he loves the corn That's probably why. But Garcetti goes to Iowa and compares it to Los Angeles, and I'll tell you about that uh, here in a little bit. Because Senator Joni Ernst with uh, really Hall of Fame trolling today for uh, Eric Garcetti. But meanwhile, at the GOP convention, the California Republican Party ended its state convention without endorsing any candidate for governor, uh, which could affect other state races during this year's midterms. Uh, Here's how this works. Um, you have two leading GOP gubernatorial candidates, Rancho Santa Fe businessman John Cox or Assemblyman Travis Allen, uh, who, is, who is a Republican out of Huntington Beach up in the Assembly. An official endorsement from the party uh, could have and would have been a, a boost heading into the June 5th primary. Mail-in ballots are scheduled to arrive Monday. Uh, the walk-up election less than a month off. Cox and Allen are part of a crowded field of candidates from both major parties. Um, But in the so-called jungle primary system that we have, candidates that finish first and second in June are the only names that get to appear on the general in November. So, in other words, that's how you can get two Democrats um, on the ballot in November. Uh, But what should be happening uh, is that the California GOP needed to sit down with these two guys and say, listen, it's the convention um, neither of you can get to the 60% vote required for a endorsement, <clears throat> which would mean you're the official Republican nominee. There is a huge Democratic field. So the possibility of getting a Republican on that uh, general ballot in November is really good because Villaraigosa is falling behind. And if you can uh, come out of this convention with one Republican emerging to run against a hairdo— then it would be Republican versus hairdo. Because hairdo is going to be on the November ballot. Hairdo gun grabber is going to – hairdoski McGun Grabber is going to be on the ballot in November, full stop, period, final. Might that be Gavin? A what? Um, <laughs> but the other guy on the ballot, if the Republicans don't get their poop in a tight little group, if you don't watch it, it'll split the ballot. Republicans uh, who, are, who vote at a higher rate than Democrats – uh, are are going to put, if they had one Republican to vote for, that guy would be on the November ballot. Now, um, but the Republican Party could not marshal these two guys into a room. And here's what I would have done. This is why I'm not uh, in the California Republican Party. This is why I, I'm, I don't go to those smoky back rooms with John Thomas. It's because I would have said, I have an idea. Let's put Allen and Cox in this room. Let's put a screwdriver in the middle of the room on the floor. Let's all leave. Let's come back in five minutes. And the last man standing is the nominee, right? There's no 60. We don't need 60% vote because the Republican Party, like the Democrat Party, is a private organization. So you can get a nominee any way you want. Um, So, screwdriver primary, Brian's idea, that wouldn't work. Uh, And so instead, you leave it to the floor, the convention couldn't come up with the majority, the 60% majority, to to get a nominee. And so here's the Republican Party once again screwing itself out of a possibility of being on that November ballot and possibly avoiding a uh, hairdo, McGun-grabber uh, governorship for two terms. Because I got news for you. <clears throat> if Gavin Newsom is governor once, he will be governor twice. That's how it works in this state so your only opportunities are are to get republicans on on the ballot if you want to if you don't want to play by brian's rules then don't listen to brian but when brian starts his political party we will do a screwdriver primary that's how we will do it and we will have a nominee we'll have a nominee we'll have a guy probably in an ambulance you know and i want i want a nominee whoever the guy is i want him on a stage with gavin newsom but I want him to say, Gavin, three hits. Me hitting you, you hitting the ground, ambulance hitting 80 on the way to the hospital. That's how that works. You can sell it, sell it to Showtime. Yeah, no. it'll be three hit three hit Cox or three hit Allen. Pay-per-view. One, either one of them. But you didn't want to do the screwdriver primary. Uh, we'll be back in just a second with Kevin Figures. L. Sportsball Caliente will uh, run down our sports. Uh, and then uh, we'll get to Have You Seen a Free Couch or Appliance. Uh, that and more coming up. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here till 10 p.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chape with the news. <laughs> KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. And that thrilling theme can only mean one thing. It's time to talk sports ball. Kevin Figures joins us from the Petros and Money show on KLAC AM 570. You're home with Doyers down the hall. Where uh, I guess we learned on Friday that Petros and Money apparently think that all of Mexico is some sort of homicide headquarters.
4: <laughs> gave uh, gave our guy David Vaz a pretty hard time, uh, but as far as I know, outside of them losing two out of three, the Dodgers uh, made it uh, through Mexico their their journey uh, safely and sound.
1: Well, the only thing murdered was this uh, the <laughs> thing we were hearing that the Dodgers were going to Monterrey, to mm-hmm. the Nuevo Leon studio to beat up on the NL West doormat, the San Diego Padres.
4: Yeah, and it was not so for whatever reason. Now, they got off to a good start on Friday. They got a a no-hitter, a a whole-team no-hitter, by the way. It took them four pitchers to be able to do it. And then the bullpen, as it has the majority of the season to this point, fell apart again. It happened on Saturday afternoon or Saturday night, I should say, and then earlier this afternoon, too, where their their bats couldn't get going. And they bring in Tony Sangrani out of the bullpen, and it all blows up in the middle innings for them. So, pretty disappointing. You know, you thought you were turning the corner after you beat the D-backs, uh, on the back end of a homestand there, uh, but or excuse me, uh, on the road in Arizona. But uh, this is a, a tough way, a tough way to come back home after losing two out of three to San Diego, regardless of where you're playing the match. Well,
1: it was a, it was a weird weekend because here you got you got a guy throwing uh, a no hitter and then they, you pull him on the pitch count. You don't let the guy complete his his no hitter. The bullpen right. completes a no hitter, which is the second time since the the frickin Mariners did it with Brandon mm-hmm. league a couple years ago. Okay, so okay, they got the win there. They they lose yesterday. Then we get the announcement that Rich Hill wasn't going to start on the mound today
4: because it's too humid. <laughs> what? Well, you know, well, you know how these pitchers are, and, they, and he's already coming off injury. He's supposed to uh, to pitch on Tuesday, so they they moved back his start uh, a couple of days. So you know, these baseball players are more than anything. Guy guys get to get blisters or. They feel a certain way, and all of a sudden, you know, things get backed up. So that's, that's how things work in Major League Baseball for whatever reason. And Ross Stripling actually pitched particularly well, and they took him out of the game after a certain pitch count when he was pitching relatively well, too. The Dodgers just have this certain book on how they manage and how they handle uh, players in certain innings or uh, innings uh, in pitching pitch counts, and that's why they took out Walker Bueller, even though he was pitching a no-hitter the other day. Uh, that's just how, the, in the age of analytics, how these sort of things work,
1: Brian? I, I guess. I mean, that's what uh, that, that's what Dave Roberts said. Is that well, it's too humored to start. Rich Hill. Okay. Well, pitch, half the time a pitcher's on the mound, his hand is down the front of his pants anyway. And you know yeah. what? It's <laughs> like a jungle in there. It's humid. Yeah. So I mean, right. anyway, anyway, uh, do you? I frankly, I don't care about horse racing. Do you? Not the least bit. Not in the least. I do have one good story though. Oh, a tex- a Texas woman. Bet 18 doll hairs, 18 bucks on a series of Kentucky Derby Day races. She won 1.2 million. Uh, She won 1.2 million on Kentucky Derby Day. uh, She poses in this photo with Bill Belcher, vice president, general manager of Retama Park. Uh, She did not want to be identified, yet she posed for a picture. Uh, She made a pick five (laughs) wager at the off track betting facility in Austin, Texas. She watches each of the ponies she picked ran on a rainy, muddy day. Uh, Eleven hundred miles away, she picked up one point two million bucks on an eighteen dollar bet. So that's all I care about.
4: Yeah, it's not bad scratch. That's a, I I don't know what the strategy was going into this for her, but I mean, good for her. But, well, I say good point that she doesn't want to be identified. Is yes, there's a picture of her plastered all over? As I see, I, know. I see a photo of her myself.
1: And somewhere, Tim Conway Junior.'s head is exploding because right. someone bet eighteen bucks won one point two million. <laughs> uh, all right, the National League of uh, the Basketball. Uh, where are we on this?
4: Well, the Golden State Warriors picked up another win today over the Pelicans. And after New Orleans got a big win on Friday and really shut the Warriors down, uh, Golden State came out and just was not playing around. They racked up 37, 38 points in the first quarter. And it was never really that close. So the Warriors looked to be in motion, in business, uh, not slowing down. Rockets uh, took uh, took care of the Jazz uh, in Utah. And Steph Curry's Uh, back, right? Steph's back. Steph's healthy. Steph looks good. Um, Didn't really miss too much of a beat. Uh, after being out the last couple of weeks, to so be I can, honest. I can so start,
1: I can start watching again.
4: You can start watching again if you enjoy the Golden State Warriors winning by 20 points every single night. I, I what, do. That looks like what it's getting ready to turn back into. And then the Eastern Conference, which few people saw coming, you know, the Cavaliers uh, up 3 nothing in their series. And the Boston Celtics up 3 nothing over the process in the Philadelphia 76ers. And two weeks ago, people were talking about the Sixers being in the NBA Finals. They might not even win a game here in the Eastern in the Eastern Conference semifinals.
1: And you know what I already heard? Uh, the talk I already heard was: Should LeBron James go to the Sixers? The, the assumption is that the Sixers, even with Ben Simmons, they look they look great during the regular season. Um, that they're going to lose, they're going to be on for, they're going to be out. They need something, and then people are already putting LeBron in Philadelphia mm-hmm. when everybody knows, yeah, he's going to be a Laker. And let well, me bring, let me bring that. the sports music up real quick. LeBron James on the frozen tundra of Staples Center. He's going to be a Laker.
4: That is what the prevailing thought is. I don't know if it's confirmed. And the Philadelphia 76ers would not be a bad spot, especially from a longevity standpoint where he can go in, he can be the guy for a couple of years, and once his skills start to diminish, and who knows when that's going to be, it can rise up and end up being Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons' team at that point. Well, Yeah, but
1: okay. It, LeBron James is going to be an Anaheim duck before he's a Philadelphia 76er. <laughs> I,
4: I agree. I would say it's not likely that he goes to Philadelphia, but I'm saying from a pure basketball standpoint, it makes more sense than the Lakers or anywhere else. But if I had to bet money, I'd, I would would likely still bet that he would be coming to the Lakers and any other team. Yeah. But the Sixers do make basketball sense if he were to decide to go there.
1: All right. Right now, um, I say Cavaliers, Warriors in the finals. And I, you know what? I say the Warriors win again.
4: I'd say that's a safe bet, Brian. <laughs> that's a very safe bet. And the Warriors probably went in five games. Once again, just like you know, we've, we've seen this narrative again. We saw this uh, last year, uh, and three years ago, two years ago, of course, the, the Cavaliers overcame the deficit and won. But there's no Kyrie Irving, Irving factor in this one for LeBron. LeBron has to play superhuman for the Cavaliers to even have a chance to compete with the Warriors, let alone win games. Uh, so your prediction, sir, is right. It's likely going to be Cavs and Warriors again with the Golden State Warriors once again winning another championship.
1: Uh, and a quick popular culture uh, commonality. Have you Are you still 0 for 2 on Black Panther and Avengers Infinity yes. War?
4: I was just having a conversation with someone about that. I am 0 for 2 on both. So so, so am
1: I. I. Listen to my move. May 18th, Deadpool mm-hmm. 2, uh, May 25th, Han Solo movie.
4: Right. I'm going to yeah.
1: see those two before I see Avengers or Black Panther. Are you in? Wow,
4: look at that. Um, That's tough. i can. down. Yeah, go through it. I can commit to down. Deadpool 2. I can not do because I love Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: I'm, more, you know, I'm far more excited about Deadpool 2 than I am about Black Panther or Avengers of Finley War.
4: Yeah, see, the thing is, I'm excited about Black Panther, but I just, I never, you know, felt about the need to be a to bum rush to see the movies or anything, or you know, the theater. It just wasn't, I'm not a giant movie buff in general. And then, and maybe it's one of those where I'm just trying to be indie or different, and everybody else loves it. So, like, I, you know, slow play it a little bit. Um, but it just—I'm not the person to go. Goo goo ga no, Oh yeah, my I God! Black Panther. I have to, yeah. I just don't. I don't buy into the hype machine. And I'm
1: not don't. paying 14 bucks to see the raccoon or or uh, Chris Pratt
4: die. So. Well, that's the biggest drawback is the fact that the movie. Oh wait! No, $25. dump that. That's the
1: spoiler. I forgot. We have to dump that because that's a spoiler. Whoops! Sorry. Oh. oh sorry. Bar.
4: Sorry, people.
1: All right. Well, uh, have a good sports weekend, and uh, the F&A podcast is on uh, the iHeartRadio app. It's also on iTunes, et cetera. And it is uh, Kevin Figures and then the other fully functional employee uh, who's, uh, who we've never named here.
4: Yeah, we have not named Adam Auslin for some reason. I don't know if you guys have a beef. Are you an Adam beefing for some reason there, Brian? I, you're our sports guy.
1: That's all I know. Yeah,
4: I appreciate that, Brian. You know who's dead to me? Petros.
1: Who's that? Money. Um, and Adam. Ouch. You are the KFI sports
4: guy. I like it. That's More airtime for me. That's the way we look at it. That's the way I look at it.
1: All right. Have a good sports weekend. We'll talk to you next Sunday. All right, Brian, Thank you. All right, there goes Ken Figures from the FNA Podcast and KLAC, our sister station down the hall, your home, the Doyers. Uh, it is Super Hyper Local Sunday. When we come back, uh, we will do Have You Seen a Free Couch or Appliance? Right after this, KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. Don't bring that bad day with you. Leave it at the KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian is in here one last time, and boy, do I have a folksy anecdote uh, with local implications uh, here coming up here in just a second. But uh, coming up right after us here at ten o'clock, Sunday Night Edition, coast to coast with the George Nori, who I said would call in on the first year anniversary of Super Hyper Local Sunday.
4: Absolutely, here would he is. Would not miss it, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm really, I'm really good. And you, you are my model for good guy in radio. You're one of the one of the last, one of the few good guys in radio. There we, you are. We,
4: we're Boy Scouts. That's what we are. But congratulations, Bry, for everything you do, my friend.
1: And it's not Boy Scouts anymore. Didn't they they changed their name to what is it? What are we now?
4: Uh, it's Scouts BSA, I think. There or we something go. Like that. Yeah. Hey, so, sign of the times. But on coast tonight, we're going to talk about your pets. We're going to talk about how to stay healthy. We're going to just talk about things that affect people.
1: Uh, all right, that kicks off the Sunday edition, the must hear Sunday edition, kicking off the week with George Nuri himself live. Uh, all right, George, thank you very much. I'll be listening. Thanks, Brian. All right. Um, so yeah, so my my new uh, our new three footed dog Wyatt. We we took here's my here's my uh, local anecdote. We we took him for a walk. I took him for a walk this morning along the lovely California aqueduct. Uh, the east side is paved. The west side is dirt for 330, whatever, 360 miles, whatever it is. And so the east side, if you want, and there's a, the most ignored sign in all of California is no bicycles. People are on, there's a 370-mile a paved bike path. So, of course, people are on bikes there. So I'm, I'm walking and running with Wyatt, the three-footed dog. And we, we go up a couple of miles, cross over, and come back on the dirt side, and he wanders off. He, he goes kind of up into the hills, goes forward up into the hills, and, and I, 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 I get up to where he is, and he, he's around this white cross. And I, I get off the trail, and he's wandering around this white cross. I get up close to it, and there's a name on the white cross, and there's a date, and the date is 425, 2018 and there's kind of like new flowers and all this. And I'm like, what? And I, at first I didn't register that it was just two weeks old. And he's wandering all around. He's sniffing down in the gully and all around this whole scene. And there's a name on the cross. I get home. I Google the name. I, I didn't know this. And I feel like a complete jackass for this because this is super hyper local Sunday. There was a murder-suicide there two weeks ago. Really? L.A. County Palmdale Sheriff's Office. Um, uh, the, this 21-year-old girl was missing on April 25th. They found her and her boyfriend the next day, murder-suicide right there, right there. And Wyatt, the three-legged dog, is running all around like he's on an evidence search or something. And I, hadn't, I hadn't heard about it. And it's like, wait, and by the way, it's, I, I'm, I'm absolving all of us of responsibility for this because it was midweek. I want to say it was midweek. It was not a weekend thing. So i didn't I, I don't remember it, but there was a murder suicide right there
2: that's tragic
1: yeah I hadn't heard of it and 30 year old man 21 year old girlfriend mm. and my dog's running all around like he's finding stuff or something uh, and uh, so there's my uh, local anecdote so it was probably him uh deciding and they, they found a, one weapon and they both had wounds to the chest that's all I know that's weird and so yeah, my daughter wants to solve it. Um, uh, but it was just, I hadn't heard of it, and it was, ab- talk about random. We just happened to pick this one segment of the aqueduct. So both names were on the cross, or just
2: we're one? Just one, yeah, just okay. the
1: female, the 21-year-old female. That kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, and I did the math. I'm like, no, no, right there, 97, yeah. 18, and uh, yeah, so that was, that's my awkward anecdote. I'll try to for, for our second year. I'll try to come up with an awkward anecdote uh, every single Sunday. I, I bet Wyatt doesn't even
2: know he's missing a foot. He,
1: you know what, uh, you, he doesn't know. He has no clue. If he wants to haul ass and chase a duck or a, whatever, he uses all four. He uses the stump, but no, he hops around just like a tripod dog. You couldn't put a little tennis ball on the end. I, you know what, we thought about that, that because down the road he might the, have hip yeah. problems. Oh, but and also I, I got to say, huge shout out, Palmdale Animal Shelter, Lancaster Animal Shelter. Everyone there, um, they loved this dog, but they were de- they were sad because they knew that people didn't want a three footed dog. And when when I saw him, I said, "This is perfect. We, I love this dog. He's going to blend in immediately." They were all extremely grateful that that he found a home, and, and I it was just, it was just, I couldn't shake enough hands. I was so glad to find that dog.
2: And they didn't care who you
1: were. Oh yeah, they, yeah, and they yeah, and they they um. You know, I told him he's going to 11 fenced acres and he'll have chickens to herd, you know, the whole thing and all that. So it was so good. I found out he was an absolute gem in a gold mine uh, in, at the Palmdale Animal Shelter. Just uh, we, we lucked awesome. out and just got this awesome dog. And and after two weeks in, the, in jail, you know, he needs to exercise. So that's why I get him out and do long walks. All right. Have you seen a couch? I, I saw a refrigerator near Elizabeth Lake and it didn't say free, it said working. So the assumption there said you don't make an offer, it's free. Just take the frickin' refrigerator. But it said working. Joey Murata? Man, this is embarrassing. I, I got nothing. In Hollywood? I got nothing this week, man. It's, wow. it's I mean it's have you it's... been detoxing this in your apartment? <laughs> I mean, I think it's just becoming so common now to see all that kind of stuff that especially in that area. It doesn't register? Yeah. Just part of the scenery. Um, Josh Sailor, are in the snooty West End of yes. uh, the Valley. Yes, the snooty West End. Can't uh, give any addresses, just areas. <laughs> uh, I uh, there is some furniture off of Shoop Avenue again behind the like uh, right, right where the fence, like between the fence and the uh, oh down underpass. by the by the Tollefson's goat. Yes,
2: there you go. Oh my God! So
1: okay, there you go. I'm Michael Chape.
2: Oh, we got a vacuum cleaner on a lawn and a standing lamp. Where? <laughs> On uh, Chevy Chase, he's Chevy Chase, oh. and then over on Adams.
1: We talking like like a six foot standing lamp? No.
2: Oh. Yeah, maybe. Probably about as tall as I am. Yeah. Okay. I suppose. Well, I don't know if it worked. It didn't say working, and neither did the vacuum cleaner, for that matter.
1: Yeah, you can fix those. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, there you go. That's the that is our gala one year celebration <laughs> of Super <laughs> Rifle Sunday. Woo-hoo. Thanks to all of our very very special guests again. Uh, thanks to uh, to Bill Handel and to John and Ken, of course, and uh, Gary and Shannon, uh, and everybody for uh, for for calling in and making it special. And uh, and and do, do cops even use RPGs or something like it? No, no. Just I'm gonna ig- ignore that you even asked me that. There you go. All right, uh, we'll be back uh, next Sunday and then Tuesday for Tactical Tuesday. Thanks to uh, Joey, Josh, Michael Spade. It's Super Happy Local Sunday. KFI AM 640, George Nuri up next with Coast to Coast, uh, more stimulating talk.